It's Friday the 28th of January. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. Tim Gilbert here. I'm joined by my co-host Shane Lee and with all the the action from Melbourne Park, the Australian Open. Shane, you are dusting off the Oliver racket, the headband, the sweatbands, the uh, Elise clothing, and you're going to play tennis. Yeah, my son Thomas wants to have a hit of tennis on the weekend. He's been watching, uh, we watched Ash Barty with me for a little while last night, and um, so he's a bit excited about that. But it, it just reminded me, being a kid, Tim, when the Olympics were on, we were out with a stick pretending we were throwing the javelin, and when the Ashes were on, we were out in the backyard playing cricket, and now the tennis is on, we're, we're going for a hit on the weekend. So it's, uh, yeah, it reminds me of childhood, mate. Good memories. Just make sure you do a good stretch, a very good stretch. <laughs> yeah. We have Brisbane comedian Shad Wicker on because it is a Friday and there's so much to talk about. We're going to unstitch what happened at the Australian Open. Of course, Ash Barty in to play Danielle Collins in the final of the Australian Open. And it's an all-men's affair, all-Australian men's affair in the doubles. Kyrgios and Kokonakis, they are the special K. Now, there's nothing like a healthy head of hair. Shane, when I first met you, those blonde flowing locks, well, they had a life of their own. Yes, Timmy. As they say, look after your hair and everything else will take care of itself. Now, I've got something for you too, Timmy, even with that silver fox look. It's called Main Hair Care. Oh, Main Hair Care. I know it. I absolutely love it. Yes, mate. Specialised men's hair care. Targeting scalp conditions to stimulate scalp and over time improve growth. Oh, it's a fantastic product. It really is. I also note that it's all Australian, fully organic ingredients, Shane. Yep. Not only will you look good, but the scent is just wonderful. Main Hair Care. I'm going to get it on today. And that's spelled M-A-N-E, Main Hair Care. So Ash Barty, crash, bang, wallop. How is Danielle Collins going to get anywhere near her? I don't know if she will, mate, and uh, just the way she's playing. And honestly, I, I was sat down to, to watch a bit of this with Thomas last night, and I said, I'll have, a, I'll have a quick shower. I'll go out of the shower. She already won the first set, 6-1. Once again, to, um, absolutely smashing uh, Madison Keys in 62 minutes, Tim, 6-1, But, yeah, she's going to have a work cut out if Danielle Collins is going to get near um, Ash Barty, who is just on a, an absolute roll um, and just demoralising uh, her opponents. Yeah, it was it was extraordinary. And Madison Keys in the interview afterwards said, "I asked the question, what was it like at the other end of the court?" And she said, "Well, it was horrendous, basically, um, because Barty is in the form of her life. She's doing nothing wrong. She is the world number one, and it's going to be very hard to see Danielle Collins. She's a hard hitter. She's an American. She actually goes out with an Australian, so there's an Australian flavour. He's also her coach. But uh, we'll watch that one because that's going to be a cracker. What about the special case? Kyrgios and Kokonakis are through to a, an all-Australian men's doubles final. But Kyrgios, he's still touchy. He doesn't like the, the, the rough questions in the media conference. No, he, he was sort of pushing back at the journalists as sort of saying, you know, do you, who do you think they're going to follow um, and support out there um, on court one? Will it be Purcell and Ebden, the other two Aussies, or will it be yourselves? And he said, well, that's a very negative question back to the journalist. And he said, look, um, in, in terms of how the Australian Open has gone, we've got two men, um, well, four men in the, the Australian doubles finals. We've got Ash Barty, who's now into the women's final. Um, the, all the good stuff that Dylan Allcourt has done, he said we should be celebrating and not looking at the negatives. And um, I, for once, I do I do agree with Nick Kouros here. I can't believe I'm saying that, but I do agree with him. Yeah, he was on the money, I reckon. Um, 
to be honest. And obviously, one of the things that we've seen through um, his actions away from tennis, particularly in and around the Davis Cup, is he's very collegiate with his fellow Australians. So he mm. can be controversial. He can upset a lot of people with the way that he plays it. You know, the other day I was on the podcast saying he's driving us mad because he's smashing a racket when he's trying to save the match. But here they are into the men's doubles final and um, they're going to be hard to hold out. Dylan Alcott, well, he's, he's pulled up stumps. It's been quite a year for him, Australian of the Year already, but he uh, he missed out in the final this time, and uh, he was brought to tears in the post-match interview. He was. He stands for so much more than just uh, wheelchair tennis, doesn't he, Dylan Alcott? Um, a super Australian and, and well-deserving of the Australian Year title. But yeah, he was in the press conference and got a text from Andy Murray, the tennis player, um, and it brought him to tears, and he just said that, Andy Murray said to him, mate, you're an absolute legend and an inspiration, and he said, you know, it just makes him feel so inclusive and in how he feels part of this whole tennis world mm. now. Um, and it's not about the losses um, uh, and, and the loss today. And he said the losses don't hurt as much anymore and the wins don't mean as much. And his job is now is to encourage other people to to get there and whether in a, whether in a wheelchair or not to participate. And um, I think he's going to do a fantastic job doing that. Yeah, Justin Langer elevated to the Australian Cricket Hall of Fame. Yep, uh, and deservedly so, 105 test matches. Uh, he was um, elevated with um, another Australian, Raylene Thompson. So both of them go into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, Justin Langer, I think 23 tests, 100, average 45, and and the the, the real famous uh, partnership with Matty Hayden at the top of the order there. I think they put on 14 test centuries together as openers and uh, were better than, than any other uh, – any others before them so um well deserved by Justin Langer yeah and as a cricketer he reinvented himself didn't he because he made his debut against that almighty West Indian outfit and then he missed the tour which he expected to be on and then he's come back a few years later and then formed that partnership with Matt Hayden so well done to Justin Langer and uh, the women's cricket of course the Ashes is on Meg Lanning Rachel Haynes starring yeah well the Aussies they were wobbly at the start Timmy they were two for four and it was the the, the captain and the vice captain uh, Meg Lanning and Rachel Haynes who turned it around, 169-run partnership, uh, Lanning her highest test score of 93 and Haynes 86. Uh, they go into day two now, the Aussies 7 for 327 and well in control of this match. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. On the way on Afternoon Sport, we're going to get all the latest AFC, NFC, NFL. It's our man, Brisbane comedian Shadwicker. Oh, I love a Friday. That means Shadwick, uh, Brisbane comedian, and he's in his element at the moment. He's just been down at the Australian Open. He's watching all the American sport. Are you getting any sleep, my friend? <laughs> mate, I tell you what, well, the beauty of the US sport is, mate, it's on during the day and then the Aussie sport's on during the night. <laughs> you can't lose, can you? That's the beauty of it. Although, I'll tell you what, the uh, special Ks have keep me occupied during the day as well with that doubles. How good is it that the doubles tennis is relevant again? All Aussie oh, yeah. final that's coming out. It's going to be unbelievable. Absolutely. I, I think I, I, I think it's amazing, mate. And I think um, for whatever you think of Nick Kyrgios and 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 uh, Kokonakis, uh, they have brought some energy to the sport. That's for sure, mate. It's unreal. I'm really looking forward to it. But US sport, crazy yes. times ahead, ladies and gents. We've got uh, trade deadline approaching for the NBA, and I know this has been a hot topic on our pod a few times. So I thought I'd bring it up with you again, Ben Simmons. Mm. Ben Simmons has got what I think 14 days to just to figure out if he's going to be traded or not by the 76ers. Now, this has been a story that's been going for ages because he's obviously sitting on the sideline, lads. I uh, have a 
story about a trade partner that could potentially happen before Feb 10. Wow. Wow. Who's that? Uh, so we've kind of spoken about it before. The Sacramento Kings have like mm-hmm. constantly been one in the background. Now, the, for like people that aren't following it, Ben Simmons, obviously, big all-star, big-time player, just can't shoot the basketball, which is a pretty key part of the sport. But um, they, uh, they're the only ones that seem to be willing to help the 76ers out by saying, hey, we'll not only take Ben Simmons, but we'll also take Tobias Harris, which means it would clear $80 million off their cap space wow. for next year, which would open up the 76ers to make a play for someone like James Harden. Gotcha. Um, in the free agency. Now, this isn't the star power that they'd be looking for to trade Ben Simmons for, but it's looking like in the NBA circles that that is the only team that is willing to look at a trade before Feb 10. Um, so I'm interested to hear your thoughts. Do you reckon that we might see Simmons take the court this year with the Sacramento Kings, or do you reckon they're going to hold down and be like, no, we're not trading until in the offseason? I, re- I really don't know. I, I just can't get inside this guy's head. I know, I, I don't. He's a really tough one to read. And what, what, do, you, do you think he'll, he'll, he'll try and play or he's happy to sit out the season? He's, very, he's, a, t- he's a tough read. He'd be a good poker player, that's for sure. Mate, Simmons will sit out the season. I think yeah. the, the sitch now is he is not going to put on a Sixers jersey again. Yep. I think that's pretty clear. And in terms of for the team themselves, they're happy for him not to put one on. Maury, who's the um, general manager, for the 76ers has clearly stated, he's like, we will wait till the off season mm. if we have to. And to be honest, if I was a betting man, I would say that Ben Simmons, I could be my words by the time we chat next week, but if I was a betting man, I'd say that Ben Simmons is going nowhere. Yep. And I think mm. he's going to be sitting on the sidelines, getting fined, doing absolutely well, sweet FA until they a- find the trade that they want in the off season. Yeah, it's a bad story. It really is. It doesn't matter what angle you come at it. He's, a, he's He should be in the peak of his powers. So much promise. Not making the Tokyo Games. Ben Simmons, too hard basket for many, I think. But one thing that uh, your predictions have been doing is working recently because um, yes. wasn't it you who were predicting the uh, Cincinnati Bengals were going to do something special and, and they have done that? Mate, all aboard the Joe Burrow train, ladies yep. and gentlemen. This guy <laughs> is crushing it right now. And with that said, he didn't even have that great of a game in terms of his standards. But, yeah, the Cincinnati Bengals, man, beating the number one seed Titans, doing it what no one thought they could do, coming up to now the Chiefs. This is going to be an interesting game. We've got the AFC and the NFC Championship game, obviously the winners of each go to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Notoriously, the AFC and NFC Championship games are better games than the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Okay, these tend to happen because these teams have generally met each other before throughout the season because they're in the same conference. And these two four teams we've got matched up is unreal. I mean, the Bills-Chiefs game last week is probably the greatest NFL game ever. It was yeah. an unbelievable shootout between Josh Allen and uh, Patrick Mahomes. Heartbreak again for the Bills, which they're probably used to by now. Um, but We've got the Chiefs and Bengals. Now, these teams these teams met before, and last time they met, it came down to the last score, and it was Joe Burrow getting yep. him set up for a field goal. I also told you the other week the, field, the kickers matter, and that's what happened over the last four games where we were all decided by last-minute scores. Um, this is going to be huge, man. Last time they've met, the Bengals' huge upset beating the Chiefs. It'll be a shootout. Both defenses are trash. So they're going to be hard. I would actually say... The Bengals are probably slightly better. The Bengals' offensive line is awful. Joe Burrow won last week's game after getting sacked nine times. That has never happened in a playoff series before. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think if you're going to watch one, I'm going to double down, boys. Okay, let's hear it. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. The Bengals are going to beat the Chiefs this weekend, and it's going to be a walk-off field goal from their kicker, who is the (laughs) the baddest man on the planet. You know before he walked out to kick that winning field goal last week? 
He turned to Joe Burrow. They were like, all right, man, you got to go out there and kick. Turned to Joe Burrow said, well, I guess we're going to the AFC Championship game. Walked out and kicked it. Wow. <laughs> Jazz, the That's confidence. confidence. That's the, the swag in this team is undeniable. <laughs> Get this team to the Super Bowl. It'd be unbelievable. And they're the only team left that has never won a Super Bowl. And, and of course, uh, just finally, mate, uh, you were down in Melbourne Park. You were watching Special K, Kokonakis and, and Kyrgios. Mate, it was one of the most electrifying atmospheres I've ever been a part of. I was in the Key Arena. It was going off. Um, it was the two sets to one win over the, uh, I think it was the number two seeds I were playing at the time. I like unbelievable atmosphere down there. And to tell you what, in comparison, I went and watched uh, the Zverev game in Margaret Court, dead silent. Yeah. It was one of the most boring games ever. <laughs> When you go from watching one to go to watch the other, you're like this sucks. It's 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 oh, a mate. it's amazing turnaround from Nick Kuras, who look less than less than a year ago he was sort of like even contemplating retiring from from the game of tennis itself. And uh, I think this is going to prolong his career, that's for sure. Yeah, and it's been magical. It really has been magical to watch it. And uh, look, there are some critics because there's some conservative people in and around the tennis game, but. Almost to a person, if you if you go on bums on seats, they sold out Rod Laver Arena. Uh, all men's final in the doubles, it's going to be a cracker. Ash Barty in the final, so it'll be awesome. Tennis has been boring because it's been mm-hmm. focused on the top three, which was Federer, Djokovic and Nadal. And between all three of them, they don't have a real big personality. Let's be no. honest. Mm-hmm. No, they don't. And like the only reason people are fighting back is because, mate, we're, in, we're, we're looking at some characters now in the draw. For the first time in like 15, 20 years. Like having some fun, man. Exactly. Some it's fun. Like, let's have a bit of fun. Yes, exactly. Well, let's, well, hopefully we'll have a lot of uh, trophies to talk about next week, my dear friend. Always good to chat, Chad. No worries, guys. Bengals 9 a Super Bowl. We'll chat next week. Hey, Chad, tonight, where, where are you on stage tonight, mate? Mate, if you're around <laughs> Brisbane, come down to a Good Chat Comedy Club on Caxton Street. Uh, you can catch a great night. There's uh, huge lineups every Friday night down there. So go and check it out. Go and check Chad out. And if you see him run, I'm giving him a, a chest pump while they do like Nick Curious stuff. See you, mate. Have a good day. See you, mate. That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. A big thank you goes out to our guest today, Shad Wicker, and, of course, our sponsors, Shane. Yeah, our fantastic sponsors in Maine Hair Care, Tim. My hair smells fantastic. It's Maine Hair Care, M-A-N-E dot com. And our wonderful producer, of course, Mr. Dan McHugh. Thank you. We're back Monday with your daily dose of sport. We'll see you then, guys. Take care. John O'Brien is a legend of Australia's beer industry. In 2003, he dreamed of producing a great-tasting beer that could be enjoyed by everyone, free from the ill effects of mass-produced wheat and barley. John began a brewing journey blending unique aromas and flavours offered by ancient grains such as sorghum and millet. He perfected recipes over time which have led to 40 local and international awards, including three gold medals at the Australian International Beer Awards, a gold medal at the Indies and a silver medal at the Beer World Cup. Proudly 100% Aussie-owned, made in Ballarat, O'Brien Beer is Australia's most awarded gluten-free beer and widely available around Australia through major retailers and online at rebellionbrewing.com.au. O'Brien Beer, the beer that loves your back.